0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord is born in Bethlehem. God is there in Bethlehem, laying in a feeding trough. Underneath every tradition, every story, every song, we celebrate Christmas because we believe that God became man. We believe that salvation is not stuck in heaven, It's on earth, where the Christ child lays for you. That's enough to scoff at. It's easier just to say this is the one time a year you're actually supposed to be nice to each other, at least for like a little while, guys, come on. Because, I mean, if you say that your God is a baby, born of a virgin, you have to realize how that's going to sound to the rest of the world but ours is the God of the ridiculous. He keeps it going, even more unbelievable. He descended from above for sinners, not for the good people, but the evil ones, not for the innocent, but the guilty, not generic people with generic excuses. You, me, us. God does not dangle salvation in front of you and promise that it will only be for the good little boys and girls. There are no such thing as naughty and nice lists here. Christ took flesh for sinners. Which means it's not your job to sneak in to fake holiness. Like you can trick a God who you also believe is all-knowing. Or, you know... Pick a few arbitrary weeks of the year to actually give to food banks and charities and do good deeds as if it somehow makes up for the rest of the year when these charities are also open. Just putting that out there. It's an important thing to teach our children presents come from people who love you, not someone you've impressed. With God, even more so. He does not give gifts to the worthy, but to the people he loves. And ours is the God who loves sinners, even when he hates the sins that we commit. It's every bit as ridiculous as a religion where God is a baby who is born of a virgin, but ours is a religion that is only for sinners, for people who, whatever their intentions are, fall short of what actually helps people, and more often than not, hurt themselves and each other. It's for a people who actually sin. And that word, sin, it, it's really just a simple little thing that God gave us to encapsulate all of the damage done. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't, but sin breaks stuff and hurts. And so we may not always see all of the damage done but we can see the signs, and we can see each other. Because as playground prophets love to say, it takes one to know one. So every other sinner out there can see when Christianity becomes nothing more than a chance to pretend that you behave better than you actually do so that you can look down on other people. And if everyone else can see right through that act, Well, the God who sees everything, he probably sees worse. So if that is the only thing that we can leave to the legacy of Christianity, I wouldn't much care to be a Christian either. But a religion where God loves sinners is one you don't actually have to be afraid to be numbered one along with them in. Here, we can be us. We can be sinners. Because God became like us, fully God, yet fully man. Not to be a role model or a chance to feign victimhood in the fact that not everybody in the world believes the same as you. But that he did it to save the people who don't deserve it by bearing the brunt of every evil thing that we can come up with. Every single sin we have ever committed, every hurt we have ever caused, and every grudge we have ever held. God loves you enough to come down from heaven to look like this for you. To save you. It is a mystery that causes angels to break out in chorus, but he is not here for angels. He is here for sinners. He is here for me. He is here for you. He doesn't want us to put on a show about how much better we are than anyone else. He joins us in our filth. He comes to take our sins from us and carry them to the cross to bleed and die on that place for you and call you forgiven, holy, righteous, and so worthy of love. Christianity is a very simple religion. Jesus for sinners. Jesus for you. Unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. See, he didn't just become man. He became sin. He was born for this, to bleed and die upon a cross for you to conquer death for you, to swallow up every sin, and with it every awful consequence, every death and every loss that make this time of year so hard to bear. And after breathing out his last, they placed him into a tomb. And three days later, he stopped being dead, because the ridiculousness keeps on coming. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. The joy of our faith is that we can call ourselves loved by God, not for who we are or what we have done, but for who he is and what he has done for us. He has conquered death. He has borne the cross, and he has forgiven all of your sins. This is how we go forward, because Bethlehem will not last. The world will keep turning, and we will find very clever new ways to commit the same atrocities. But that does not diminish Jesus. It just gives him cause to stay with us. We still need help. We still need forgiveness. We still need saving. So God will still descend to do those things for you. Tonight, we celebrate where it begins. The baby God laid in a manger. The God made flesh to save sinners. Tonight, we rejoice because Christ has come to earth so that I can say your sins are forgiven you.